Hello, Samir. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You can hear me, can yeah. hear me now? Good. Yes, Thank yes. you for joining us in Geetika Ki Canadian Diaries. We much appreciate your time. You're welcome. So I have a tough question to begin with. You've been an immigration oh. consultant for quite a few years now. And yeah, as you may years. have also heard and read in the news, uh, about 700 students getting deported um, because of some fraud, uh, fraudulent letters, uh, student visas, things like that. So I'm sure at this point of time, people are wondering, what are the key questions yeah. one should be asking when they approach an immigration consultant so that their um, applications are verified, it's legitimate, everything is legal. What would you suggest okay. people to ask, make sure they have um, gotten answers from their immigration consultant? So basically, uh, the Canadian immigration law mandates that if you want to apply for a Canadian, any Canadian visa, you are supposed to either use, use a regulated consultant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you can do it or you can do it on your own. So anything which is coming from an individual, any application from an individual itself or through a regulated consultant is their mandate. What is happening is uh, doing applications on one's own is tough and there uh, nine, uh, more than 95% of the consultants operating in Chandigarh, Punjab, Haryana are not regulated. Not okay. regulated by IRCC, the Canadian immigration laws. They may have some permissions from the Punjab government or UT government and some don't even have local permissions. Oh, okay. So, so most they should first check the, that. Okay. Yeah. So most of these agents have not read the immigration law nor do uh, do they know what to comply with or mm -hmm. they have the right information. They feel uh, it's uh, some kind of business where everybody is involved so we'll also make some money. So the first thing is that there is a uh, IRCC directory where you can put in the authorized agent's name or his number if he advertises, if he or she advertises that and you can check once you put the name, you will get a list of, you can even put a city name, you will get a, a list of the authorized consultants there. That's a very good point, uh, uh, Samir. It happens because uh, we believe that or somebody knows so and so and they referred. So we don't do a due diligence um, uh, yes. research on uh, the whole thing first. So yeah. that's a good point to make sure the so, immigration consultant, Jirabi, whatever you are trying to connect with, first you've checked, are they legitimate or not? Yeah. And another point here I'll add is that you, uh, uh, anybody can put authorized immigration agent, so-and-so number or the logo of IRCC, ICCRC on their uh, website or Facebook ads. So you don't have to only check that. You'll have to go to the official ICCRC directory, which is a directory which has all the details of only authorized agents. Good Otherwise, point. this duplication has already started there. It's a very simple logo. Everybody is putting that logo mm -hmm. and everybody is kind of saying we are authorized. Is there a website that people can go and check? Yes, there is a website. There is You can log into the ICCRC directory. You can just type in uh, regulated Canadian immigration consultant directory. Perfect. Thanks for telling that and sharing that, Samir. Next question. In your experience, what have you noticed 
some key soft skills that one should have in mind when applying for immigration to Canada? You know, when uh, people don't, I, I'm not sure how many people actually understand soft skills, matlab, ke yeah. degree ya diploma ni hath chi, par, uh, yeah. ke problem solving hai, hai na? Yeah, teamwork. Yes, yes, yes. Soft skills. You. What do you suggest what people should really think about when they're applying for immigration to Canada? So, uh, probably the most important is when you're moving to another country, uh, the top uh, utmost priority is your language skills. Mm -hmm. So, basically, if you're looking at Canada, it is either English or French. Yeah. Okay. And uh, apart from, so people should have a basic level of uh, English language skills at least. A lot of people even are now, uh, since they know French is required in Canada, a lot of Indians have started preparing for French and even doing well in that. But that is people who already have a good English background. But people who have studied from uh, local schools do find it difficult to, they may score in IELTS, they may work hard. Uh, by road come to some kind of you know academic score mm -hmm. but when it comes to communicating your employer or your uh, teachers in school or whoever you communicate with with uh, you have to have a you have apart from language skills which you have proven in numbers you need communication skills also yeah language is very essential i mean i work as an interpreter as well and i realize sometimes kade koi legal problem hove community setting problem medical purposes when you don't know the language it, it's the road becomes very tough yeah. then so Absolutely that is definitely right, definitely right yeah. yeah the other thing common sense I'm not sure how many people actually believe in that <laughs> sometimes yeah, you just yeah, come and true. assume that I Google research probably that is right and not use your common sense yeah, in fact, you're right. And a lot of these kids, especially the ones who go after 12th, they they lack this uh, soft skill mm -hmm. because once they go, they select a course from here, they apply for a visa, they get a visa for a particular college, particular course. There they are ready to listen to any kind of advice. It could be even from a cab driver mm -hmm. because there is a network of people there who know that once the student has come, now is the time to, you know, kind of guide him that, hey, guy, you don't need to study. I'll get you a college which is cheaper. I'll get you a college wherein you have to go for a day or two and rest of the time you can work. So, and then these people go to good colleges from here, but they make, they ch change their colleges there. They change their courses. And uh, there is, yeah. And this is all again a money-making racket because they know because the Canadian law is very lax, you know, once you are giving a visa, you you have studied the you the assessment of, of the officer is on the student's previous study, previous work. Mm -hmm. On that basis, he selects a course. The visa officer, you know, refuses a file on the basis that no, uh, you, you do not sync with your earlier studies, earlier work mm -hmm. or give a visa on that uh, that ground. And suddenly you go to Canada on one, on some base and there you are free to change your college, free to change your course, free to do whatever you want. So there is some laxity in this law that once you have been issued a visa on your SOP which states you want to become 
uh, a computer scientist and do this and that and com- a computer course and there suddenly you go and uh, change your college and get mm-hmm. a hospitality course yeah. so there is some kind of you know basic flaw which i think should be rectified so uh, more in more almost all probability students should be made to stick to the uh, college and course for which he or she has applied for that's so a yes there is a lack point. of common sense yeah, yeah very good point but i would Thank also you. think when they are like 16 or 17 coming after 12th grade they're also very young right absolutely right they they really don't know they've come in from small times uh, towns to big cities and a lot of people who uh, give them wrong advice for uh, personal benefits mm-hmm. so yes things have to be researched you have to check double check probably maybe from google and then your friends or some seniors or peers and wow. uh, whenever you're given an easier way out mm-hmm. you're given a way out where you don't have to study you can utilize that time working that is where these students fall to pray to so maybe make sure that if things do look too good to be nice then maybe question that huh? absolutely right last question uh, samir why do you think Indians choose Canada as the destination for their future? People go to Australia. Absolutely right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll keep the North Indian perspective. Sure. And uh, what we have seen is that out of 10 people wanting to study abroad or immigrate abroad or work abroad, eight are for Canada. And probably the other two would be one for Australia or one for UK or whatever. Interesting. Okay. Why Why so, do you think that stats? One is because I think in the past years, a lot of Punjabis and people from Haryana and even other North Indian cities have been immigrating to Canada for long. So a lot of people have a very good base in terms of relatives and friends there. Mm-hmm. So okay. that is all they hear about. You know, they don't hear about other countries as much. In fact, Canadian news and things happening in Canada are like local news in India. So they'll be in all newspapers, regional newspapers, all Facebook channels. It's like uh, people in India follow Canada and Trudeau as much as they follow the local leaders in Modi. Especially in the north. Especially in the north. So there's a strike in... Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, so it's second 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 is. It is a second home. Then the other aspects are again a better life because all said and done, India is a growing economy. But keeping in view the kind of number of people here versus the opportunities, people feel that if they move in time, like students want to move in time or uh, people in their 30s feel they should move with their kids. Though they always have a feeling that probably they Kids could have a better life there if they, you know, go to Canada at uh, early stage. They could get better education, free education, quality education, and may not have to struggle as much as their parents have struggled. Thank you, Sami, for giving your uh, expert advice and suggestions there. Much appreciated. Uh, we will keep our conversation uh, on. In thank you, Geetika. And it was really good to talk to you. And mm-hmm. I hope you get get this to the people there. So, thanks a lot once again. Thank you so much, Samir. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.